Hello, everyone, and welcome to Terror Talk. Today on the show, we are going to talk about the Exorcist franchise. Because the new Exorcist, the first... The first of the new Exorcist trilogy done by David Gordon Green, who is the guy who did the trilogy of Halloween most recently, is doing a trilogy of The Exorcist. And the first movie is coming out. And so we wanted to be, you know, on task with talking about the rest of the franchise. I'm so excited for this movie. And mostly because Chris McNeil, played by... Fucking Ellen Burstyn, who's one of my absolute favorites. There's going to be a goddamn demon showdown that happens between. I mean, you know, even if this the movie's whatever, her performance I know. is that that's enough to show and up. And the for. two teenagers in it, they're just. It's gonna... like you know, the new Halloween's were fine, but you show up for Lori. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? So I'm showing up for the demon. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you know they're going to have to double down because everyone's going into Believer wanting number one. Yeah. And I already love the premise. I've seen the trailers and stuff, so I'm excited. I'm I'm looking at it a little bit, but I'm trying to not. Well, I've gone to the movies, so I've seen the trailer. Close your eyes. (laughs) No, it was fun. It got me excited about it. No, it's cool. I'm I'm stoked. But today we'll talk about the first five. So The Exorcist, Exorcist 2, 3, Exorcist The Beginning, and Dominion prequel to The Exorcist, which uh, those last two movies were 2004, 2005. So it's been quite a chunk of time, almost 20 years before they're doing this trilogy. So. I saw, we'll get there, but I saw the beginning in the theater and that movie, like there are scenes that stuck with me for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. It uh, hasn't been out for 20 heard, Oh no, it has been out for it 20 ha- Almost, yeah, almost, yeah. We have already spoken about The Exorcist, the OG from 1973, quite a few times and most recently on our the horror movies that made us episode you can visit that should you choose to because i talk about that being one of those entry into horror movies for me we do talk about it but maybe i don't know is there anything else you want to say about what a great freaking movie that is (laughs) you know a movie is great when there are countries in the world that would not allow anyone to have access it that access to it for decades i mean yeah. london yeah. obviously that's not a country but the city of london mm-hmm. th- there was a, i mean they really did their best to not allow that movie to be shown everywhere and and i think there are places in asia too that did the mm-hmm. same thing this movie scared the living shit out of so many people and it was so for its time i mean this is you know we're going to talk about the omen we're going to talk about some of these others but nobody did it like The Exorcist. Yeah, and what she's referring to is uh, we've we've done Saw, we've done Alien, we're going to do The Omen next, the, the franchise. Yeah, the, these possession films of the 70s, a lot of them were very scary, but the only one that I think really... I mean, the, the original Omen's still a good movie. This movie, though, still scares the shit out of me. <laughs> it's very scary. So, agreed. I think it's one of those classics where I do feel like it's required watching, whether or not you end up liking it or not. But if you, you know, there's a lot of the older movies where people just feel like, eh, I do believe that Alien and The Exorcist are both two movies that are from the 70s that are absolutely transcend time and and are worth it. I I actually um, 
delayed. I put off watching this for so long <laughs> just because I'd seen clips and I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And I love horror. Yeah, no. So I mean, fair. <laughs> and then when you finally did, you you were like, I was right. I wasn't ready for this, but <laughs> but I enjoyed it. And I think that Exorcist II, The Heretic, is from 1977. And I don't think that you need to watch this one. Oh, God. <laughs> Although a lot of people like to watch it because they believe it's funny bad. Like, it's so bad they're entertained by it. That is not my perspective. No. The the, the opening scene is awful and weird. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What the fuck is this script? Yeah. So for one, Linda Blair even said this was like the most embarrassing choice or decision that she made in her career. It's the worst. The, the special effects are terrible. The whole concept of like traveling through her experience and her unconscious with that device that they put on their heads with was, a therapist was so weird. It's number two. Dream sharing. That's it's, what it was. It's four years later. So Reagan is a supposed to be a teen in this movie. She's obviously older than that, but she's a teen. And they sexualize her like crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, the no bra and the coquettish thing. And it, I, I kind of want to like, did, did you have to intentionally raise your voice that high? Like, it's very childlike. I didn't like what they were, how they were portraying her, first of all. It's four years later, and it's literally about what she remembers, about what actually happened in the first movie. So it's bizarre nightmares are plaguing her for the four years about her possession and her exorcism. That she apparently doesn't remember. And they're like, has the demon come back? Is the idea. It's like, really? We're, like, we're really just going to go back and talk about... <laughs> we're literally going to go back and talk about what already happened instead of having something new. And so then they're like, okay, there's this Vatican investigator and the hypno hypnotic research specialist, right? And it's like, well, no. And it's it, just boring. I just thought it was boring. It's really boring. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But James Earl Jones is in it. Like, how the hell? We were like, watching it. What? And my partner's like, how the hell did they get James Earl Jones? And I think it's because, you know. Of the first movie. It's coming off of... The Exorcist, and everyone's like, hell yeah, I want to be a part of that. But here's another thing that happened. Linda Blair said, there is no fucking way you're putting me back in this makeup. So they got a stunt double, or a body double, which doesn't look anything like her in the scenes that they do these flashbacks. It looks like a whole other kid mm -hmm. who's like twice her size. Yeah. So there's that. The, the special effects are terrible. The part that also cracks me up is like there's this earthquake scene at the end, Everyone else's homes are fine. <laughs> like they show the street and no one's like, I'll tell you what, if, if my next door neighbor was having that much of a disruption where there was an earthquake happening, even if it wasn't happening to me, I'd be running out in the street going, what the fuck is going on? They show, they show the street and this whole house is shaking. Shit's flying out. Fires are starting. Everyone is like tucked in their bed, sleeping. There's no one coming outside. The whole movie is so bad. I just couldn't make sense of it. I, I, I fell asleep towards the end and, and then had to like yeah. go back. There was like go a good 10 minutes that I zoned out end. and fell asleep. We were watching it at night. I wasn't even scared. I fell asleep so comfortably. It was just boring and bad. Yeah. Agreed. 
So you don't have to watch that one. But then we get to three. But then we get to three. So I would watch one and then three. Three is great. <laughs> don't even bother with two. Like you, there's literally nothing that happens. I realize you completionists out there are going to think that you have to watch two. You don't. But you don't. Because I will never watch it again. I might watch one, one and then three again. <laughs> I would absolutely do that. Three is great. And I George just, C. Scott. And he was, I guarantee you, well, I, I don't, I'm not going to guarantee you, but really? I think that he may have gotten this because he was so great in The Changeling. Well, and William Peter Blatty directed it. So right. he got his director shot, and that's amazing. Yeah. And it's in a mental hospital. What I really like about this film is that it goes back to, it really goes back to one. And it uh, goes back to Father Marin, or sorry, Father Karras. His, you know, they, they bring him back in. And then there's this serial killer who they believe has, is, the cause of these murders that are happening. And so they bring in this supernatural piece to it and this true crime piece to it. And there are so many really fucking terrifying moments in this movie. Yeah. And even though it plays more like a thriller than a horror film, it, the, the sound editing really got me in this. I think the voices that they used and things, George C. Scott was so great in this. J they've uh, Jason Miller comes back as Father Karras in some of these scenes where it, it maybe it's him, maybe it's not him. I, I thought it was super effective. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Now, do keep in mind, it's almost a two-hour movie. Almost all of these movies are. The movies we're talking about, they're all two hours long. Just know that. there It is a slow burn. It's 1990. It's a slow burn. And also, it does deliver in a lot of the scenes that George C. Scott is in. Because guess what? We're actually talking to a deceased serial killer. Yeah. This is a possession movie. This is very scary in a in a psychological way. And then there's, of course, some gore and whatever near the end. But It's really psychologically terrifying. And I think that's why it did remind me of his role in The Changeling. He really mm -hmm. carried that whole movie. You bet. And... In the midst of all of this, I thought the characters were really well-developed. I liked his family. I cared about his daughter. Mm -hmm. I loved his relationship with his wife and his mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, there's a, some really good use of humor in it that carries you through it. Mm -hmm. And you're rooting for him. You really are. And I liked it, too. The acting was solid. And, and I didn't mind the long conversations that mm -mm. he had with demons mm -mm. in their psychiatric cell. So I just, right. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. It's set 15 years after the original. Mm -hmm. You could watch the original and then do this film and Reagan's not a part of it, which I think was good. Yes, it was good. Like leave that character behind and the rest of the movies did leave that character behind and I was very happy about it. Yeah, it's really more focused on Karis and the potential like torment that he is experiencing beyond the grave. Well, and the first movie is more effective if you oh if you God. just have Reagan be that character and don't try to give her some five story Marvel arc. Well, we have to remember <laughs> we have to remember too that William Peter Blatty, who wrote the book, and you and I read the book in our book club. Mm -hmm. It's much more from the vantage point of Father Karras, not from Reagan. Mm -hmm. 
it isn't a coincidence it makes sense. that this movie was much more focused on actually the real central character of The Exorcist, which is Father Karras in the book, not Reagan. Absolutely. Reagan's a secondary character in the book. Well, it's the possession. It's the person who's possessed. And what we find out in three, four and five is that there is a different person just used by the demon. Right. The only reason why The Exorcist was so... I guess sensationalized is because the character of Reagan was so young and the actress became famous and it got all of that recognition. Originally the person that gets possessed by the demon is a bitrate character. <laughs> right. And that's true in the other movies, you know, that's true in four and five. I, I mean, I, and I, I did make a note to myself that like, it's not a good possession movie unless you have a wooden Christ bleeding from the eyes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and they did. They so did. They deliver on that. And, you know, and the word Demi is in this one. Don't do this to me, Demi. <laughs> they have that in three. So you're not going to go awry with three. It's a, it's a good flick. So we know that these last two, The Beginning and Dominion, are both considered prequels to the original Exorcist. And it's really Father Marin's origin story if if you need to be oriented to that character father Marin is the one who does the actual exorcism in the first one the power of christ compels you that's father <laughs> Marin, right yeah so stellan skarsgård plays father Marin in both of these he's one of my favorite actors he's so fucking good i have loved him from the time i saw him in the original scandinavian insomnia mm. so those of you who might have seen the pacino robin williams version of insomnia which was not bad there is an original scandinavian that i have a criterion collection of that the first time i ever saw that it was like it's so dark and so much more twisted than what we did with it of course americans and he's in that as the cop and he is awesome and that's when i first saw him so to see because i hadn't seen these movies before i don't think but to see him in these movies okay. i was like so excited <laughs> okay yeah see so i saw the beginning in the theater and there are scenes from that movie i will never forget such as the newborn with maggots and the the very opening scene where the crosses are upside down in that graveyard and they're like moving up and down on the cross i mean there's just a lot of really horrific gore to, to orient people a little bit, both of these movies were made about a year apart from one another. They they had different directors. Rennie Harlan actually directed The Beginning. I know. That's so hilarious when I saw I that. I know. I was like, I cannot believe it. He really had his moment, right? He really did. The thing is with The Beginning is that it, it was lost on a lot of people because it was incredibly grotesque and the storyline was somewhat confusing. It was like a fever dream, right? And so there's a lot of just really difficult scenes to get through and the movie it it has a very different message than dominion now dominion was actually made before beginning but beginning went to the theaters and then dominion was re released i believe in 2005 yeah, so like one year later the way that warner brother the exorcist the beginning is about the triumph of good or over evil dominion the prequel to the exorcist is about how goodness isn't triumphant dominion a lot of people william peter Blatty included believed that Dominion was actually a film worth watching that it was tasteful that it had a good storyline and the beginning got a lot of shit for it just being this grotesque fest it's got a cheese factor to it I, I can't deny it, does. it it's not that I didn't love it I did love it 
But in comparison, there's a little bit of a, because the effects, you know, it's 2004. Yeah. They tried to do a lot with the effects and the effects are The hyenas bit, were pretty bad. Uh, yeah. But I will say this, I think, and maybe part of my issue is I saw the beginning before I saw Dominion. This was the first time I had like watched Dominion. Like most people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I saw the beginning years ago and then I rewatched it again for this. And then I watched Dominion is one, I, 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 I gravitate more towards the beginning only because of how it left me feeling. And to me, like this whole franchise is uncomfortable. Where Dominion as a standalone film was a really good movie, but I was left going, what was the point of that? Mm. Um, so I have the, my opinion is not the favorite opinion, but I actually preferred beginning. Yeah, I understand. I, I did some reading about the, just, you know, where this sits in the culture and who, what they like and what they don't like. And I liked both for different reasons. Like, mm -hmm. like I liked be the beginning because there's some really fun horror in it. Mm -hmm. And and I'm okay with watching f effects that aren't quite great. You know, sometimes trash horror <laughs> is a thing yeah. and it's really fun. Now this isn't that this is, they were using what they had at the time. And I, I worked in visual effects and special effects and all of that at the time, like, you know, right around when this was made. So I understand what they were working with <laughs> and it's come a long way. Like the, the, the strides we've made in 20 years, plus it doesn't look like they had the biggest budget. So I just enjoyed the horror the demon was really fun and scary and I love Stellan and what was going on with that story. I thought his, uh, his origin story and his motivations are super brutal. Yes. The things that happened to him in the war and all of that. It, it's really brutal, but it also had this, it weighed, it balanced with the fun of the gore and the possession and the duel out with the demon at the end and, and all of that. And it had a lot of the tropes that like possession movies have where, you know, the, when the demon possesses a woman, of course she sexualize, tries to sexualize and seduce oh, you. Yeah. And then, and then like the breath of the demon spewing and all the different things. Like I thought all of that was super fun. So it got fun in the brutality. So I liked it for that reason. I liked Dominion quite a bit because it was not fun. It was dark. It was dark as fuck. There are kids being killed. There are demons possessing people with weak immune systems. There are like, and it is not a horror fest. No. It is much more of a moral. It's a drama. It's much more of a moral allegory. Yeah. You know? you do come to the end of it feeling as if there is a lesson to be learned, you know, and we don't always like that in our horror movies. And I don't think they hit you over the head with it necessarily, but it's really a story. They really make comments on faith. You know, he goes in and out of feeling like he has faith. You know, he loses faith. He gets it back. He's this, he's that. And I just enjoyed the arc of his story and watching. And that is more to me and maybe why it was popular opinion and maybe why Blatty liked it is because that is what Blatty was doing with the first one. Agreed. And I will say that one of the things I've enjoyed very much about Dominion is it, it used evil as a metaphor, but it was much more focused on the evil of humanity more so than the evil of something more spiritual or demonic or whatever is it. I mean, we know that 
Marin was in World War II and the things that he was forced to do. And it really just shows how evil a human can be and what he was exposed, not he specifically, but what he was exposed to. And it really ex- exposes that. So like Shannon's saying, it, there, it, there's a moral compass component to this that still leaves you feeling really gross, but the message is very different and the story is very different. But what I thought was kind of cool between the two is certain characters that were in the beginning manifested differently in the dominion dominion. Mm -hmm. And so you had this, when we were watching it before I knew all the information around it, I'm like, is this supposed to be the reality of what it almost watches? Like it's the reality of what his fever dream was in the beginning and that we were going to get some resolve on which one was actually the truth. And then we realized, no, it's actually just two completely different movies. Yeah. Yeah. But you could almost look at it that way. You totally could. One's a fever dream and one, one is yeah. reality. Yeah. yeah. One's reality. One's a hallucination. Yeah. But I can also see sitting down and watching the prequel, which is number five, meaning the one that they actually put prequel in the title. Yeah. It's called dominion. I can see sitting down and watching that and then watching the original exorcist For sure. because yeah. you get his backstory. Yep. And as long as you're okay with the fact that it's a different actor, then you can go into the exorcist knowing what Maris is bringing into that room. And I think that is really cool because one of the best parts about the exorcist is the original is that in that room, we go through we go through some things in that oh, room both, with both, Reagan. Bo- both Marin and Karis's faith are tested, mm-hmm. and having the backstory of Father Marin really changes the way you watch number one. So I would watch Dominion, and then I would watch the OG, and then I would watch three, mm-hmm. and then I would watch four. Like if I was yep. going to, like, I think watching them in order is fine. Yeah. But, you just skip over two. But this is a fun, <laughs> that would be a fun, like, rewatch if I were to rewatch these at some point, would be to watch them in that order and see how it shifted for me. I, I have some exorcist facts. <laughs> Cool. And then I want to talk about the new movie that's coming out. Okay. And then we'll get some answers. Ready? Number one. Whatever. What scene in the first Exorcist was cut out of the original film? <laughs> There's so many to choose uh, from. <laughs> yeah. Number two. What does the demon say to Father Karras upon his second visit to the house? Wow. I'm not going to remember any of this minutia. I'll just tell you right now. That's okay. <laughs> Number three, William Peter Blatty offered director directorial responsibilities to this director for Exorcist Three, but the individual backed out when it became clear Blatty wanted to direct it himself. So I'm going to give you three options. Okay. A, John Carpenter. B, Toby Hooper. Or C, David Cronenberg. Okay. Number four, which Exorcist prequel was considered more of a blockbuster, The Beginning or Dominion? And number five, who influenced the producers to let Linda Blair audition for The Exorcist? (laughs) Okay. We got some questions. Make your notes. I got some answers. See if you're right. So the Exorcist Believers coming out, y'all, 2023. So I've seen the trailer, like I mentioned before, and I don't know, it looks kind of fun. So David Gordon Green, who, like I said, did the 
the Halloween trilogy is going to do these three. There's uh, Believer and then Deceiver, and then they haven't named the third one yet. Uh, so this is like, do you believe? It says, since the death of his wife 12 years ago, Victor Fielding has raised their daughter, Angela, on his own. But when Angela and her friend Catherine disappear into the woods, that is never good by the way. No. When the people disappear into the woods, they come back with like aliens in their bellies and things. Or like an upside down cross on the Or a demon inside. Only to return three days later, that's always the way, I swear to God, they're using that trope, only to return three days later with no memory of what happened to them. See, this is where we get alien movies, but this one's a demon. Okay. (laughs) It unleashes... Anal probing. Right? I mean... Only with a demon. It unleashes a chain of events that will force Victor to confront the nadir of evil and in his terror and desperation, seek out the only person alive who has witnessed anything like this before. Chris McNeil. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. I love Bernstein. Although I do not think necessarily after watching these five movies that it's (laughs) going to be anywhere near as good <laughs> that's what i'm saying just i'm showing up for ellen burston alone if the rest of the movie is good awesome but i'm really excited to see her in this role and have a sh- having a showdown because you know that it's like the best revenge fantasy for her it's gonna be good because of that you're absolutely right it's like the reason why we enjoyed a, some a bit of the halloween yeah. trilogy is because we were Jamie watching laurie strode again and when we got really mad at some of the movies it was because there wasn't enough laurie strode yeah so I can understand that, but I, I can tell already that just having watched these freshly, like there's just a vibe that I don't think they're going to capture, but I'm going to watch it anyway. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm looking forward to watching all three. If anything, nostalgia. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just because we just do that. We just do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Answers. Number one, what scene in the first Exorcist was cut out of the original film? The scene where she has sex with a demon? No, the scene where uh, the spider crawl scene down the stairs where she's upset. That's gross. It's scary. It's in the like they put it directors. They put it in the director's cut. Yeah, Yeah. I've seen it, and it's all over the internet as well. If you want to just Google it, it's very. It's still disturbing. Remember when we went to Universal? They had the mechanical one. Yeah, Yeah. it's very scary. And also, they put it in movies all the time now. So I know it's like they don't. They're not scared anymore. No, but it's still scary when Reagan does it. Oh, for sure. What does the demon say to Father Karras upon his second visit to the house? Uh, is it your mother fucks demons in hell or whatever? What an excellent day for an exorcism. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She's so provocative. Mm-hmm. Demons are narcissists. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Number three, William Peter Blatty offered directorial responsibilities to this director for Exorcist 3, but the individual backed out when it became clear that Blatty wanted to direct it himself. Go do it yourself. John Carpenter. Yes. Number four. I win. You win. What do I win? Popcorn? Yes. Okay. Which Exorcist prequel was considered more of a blockbuster, The Beginning or Dominion? Dominion? It was actually The Beginning, but mm-hmm. Dominion was taken as a more serious film. Yeah, The the Beginning absolutely comes off more like a, a popcorn film. It's a like horror a, film. A film people would like want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Dominion's just better because it's like fits with the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, who influenced the producers to let Linda Blair audition for The Exorcist? Ellen Bernstein. 
Bernstein. Bernstein. Bernstein. Uh, her mother. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. A, B, or C. Bernstein, Bernstein, Ellen B. The Beebster. Um, it was actually her mother. Her agents never. Ah, that was my second choice. I was going to say her mother. Damn it. Yeah, her agents never considered her for the role. And I guess her mother had read the description so somewhere. Funny. And she's like, can you imagine looking at your kid and going, you are perfect for this? Yes, please be possessed by a demon and fuck some like scissors my, or whatever. My, my the mom would have said that to me. You're a perfect little demon. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's sweet. That's delightful. What a good mom. She is. All right. Well, this has been an episode of your friendly terror talk. Don't get possessed by a demon. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.